Jonathan and welcome to the Tamworth FC Social, a podcast all about Tamworth Football Club. It seems that the Lambs have signed a midfielder. Munash Sandiri has joined from Slough Town in the National League South. We'll discuss what he can bring to Tamworth's midfield. Meanwhile, the clean sheets keep coming for the Lambs, a seventh straight game without conceding for Tamworth, who are now 11 matches unbeaten. I'm joined by Brett and we'll be looking back on the 0-0 draw at Alfreton and making our Farsley predictions. Don't forget, you can follow us on social media at TFC Social Pod. If you enjoy our podcast, please do give it a follow and leave us a rating and a review wherever you're listening. So, Brett, I guess the main headline from the Alfreton 0-0 is that seventh clean sheet in a row. Um, we did say last time it kind of could have been any result. We None of us were really that sure, were we? Are you satisfied with the draw? Yeah, I am. Um, I said before that I actually thought that uh, a draw would be a good result. And a nil-nil draw against a team who uh, are quite battling. Uh, we don't do well at the Impact Arena either. To have had the players that we had out through illness and injury, it's a good result. And one of the blessings of going up this season, we won't, we won't have to go to grounds like that again for a while. Uh, or ever again, maybe. Yeah, Ground that's just not pleasant to go to. It's... Uh, Tucks away around the back of a housing estate. Not a not a nice place to go to. I wasn't at the game, but I have seen video highlights. Seemed to be mainly half chances in the game. Jamie Willits did have, to be fair, a really great opportunity first half. He headed wide um, from a long throw into the box. Then Alfreton, basically an open goal. There were two Tamworth players back on the line, but a bit of a defensive mix-up for Tamworth eventually finds its way to the Alfreton player who blazes it over the bar. Jassing was was way out of position. But aside from that, Alfreton hit the woodwork twice in the same move, but I, I'm not sure it's quite as clear-cut a chance as the open goal. Kind of think, like you say, with the players that Tamworth had out, probably Alfreton did shade it in terms of chances. You're probably happy to get away with someone with a draw and then you know look ahead to the rest of February, right? Yeah, and I think that's a sign of of a really great squad as well that if you're um, down to the wire with players like that and you can still get results you know we didn't lose that game so um, as far as I'm concerned after the the furor of the Scunthorpe game that's that's a good point away from home uh, a difficult place to go uh, and you know you look back at the end of the season and these are the sort of games that win you the Titan potentially that's it isn't it you just don't know what will be the crucial point or points at the end of the season. I did notice as well, and I and I must mention this every every time we do an episode about Tom Tonk's long throws. Alfreton seemed to have their own long throw specialist. I think it was in the second half, bit of an air shot from Alfreton, a really like a huge, huge throw into the box. If their player got any sort of good content on it, that at the very least is on target and possibly goes in. So Sort of another, I suppose, tick in the column of good, good nil nil for Tamworth. The other headline, I suppose, is the unbeaten run keeps going as well. Eleven now for Tamworth. That that is an incredible run, isn't it? It's even better that we've not conceded either since uh, New Year's Day. Is it Boxing Day? The last last game of twenty twenty three, wasn't it, against Rushall? That very early goal in the away game. Scunthorpe, of course. Drew at Blythe on Tuesday evening, a late, late equaliser for Blythe. Um, and that game ended 1-1. And crucially for Tamworth, 
one of Scunthorpe's games in hand that was. So just the one game in hand now for Scunthorpe over Tamworth. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, very light equaliser. Um, enjoyed that a lot, considering uh, considering Scunthorpe also had a goal disallowed. I mean, actually, Blythe itself is quite a difficult place to go to. I think we've been there before and not had some not had good results. Uh, but yeah, no, really happy. I wouldn't even say Blythe did us a favour because at the end of the day, we're in the driving seat, but it's good to see Scunthorpe going to places like that and um, losing points. It's also good to see their fans self-combust on social media as well, where they lose any kind of points and they just go absolutely berserk. So I enjoy that as well. Winning away on a midweek evening is is not as easy as it looks, is it? <laughs> Apparently not. I, I, I'm sure um, we're opening ourselves up to a bit of stick by you know saying we're looking at Scunthorpe's results, but I still think we're probably in that stage where it is a consideration, isn't it? It's inevitable when you're you're so far in front in first place, just have a quick quick glance when your your main rivals essentially in the division are playing yeah of course I mean look there's 14 games left for us to play now so it's for us to not lose our games and keep ticking the wins over which I'm sure we will and that's where additions of Manash Sundari from Slough you know, are just going to further help us get those wins so that's a good segue actually Brett so it does seem that Tamworth have signed Manash Sundari from Slough Town haven't at the time of recording seen any confirmation from Tamworth, but the Slough player manager has confirmed it on his Twitter page and Slough themselves have confirmed that he's been sold to a National League North team. So I think all things considered, we can be pretty confident he's going to be confirmed at Tamworth soon. Judging on from what I've seen on you know social media response from Slough's fans, they seem absolutely devastated that he's gone. And the Slough player manager himself... Um, on social media this is this is what he posted so he said can't even pretend that this one doesn't hurt being one of the first names on the team sheet every week since August a great great lad and a top player that I'm gutted to be losing but I wish you well it couldn't really get much more glowing of a a sort of farewell than that uh, from a boss pretty exciting signing by the sounds of it yeah and I think we've obviously managed to lure him away um with the potential of National League football next season, um, assuming he's based a little further south. So, um, you know, he's not going to be expecting to be going up to, to Blythe and Scarborough. And, well, I mean, Darlington will be going down. So, um, but places like that next season, um, every week. So, I think that just again shows the ambition that we've got that will go to teams like that, make a seven-day approach and say, come on, play for us. We're going up. We're going to be playing in the National League or in the National League next year. But it was to me like like a statement of intent because I don't, I don't think Slough, not that I know tons about the club, but judging on their, their league position, they're not they're not a terrible side. They, they feasibly could get into the playoffs in the South. And as, as well, you think this is a player who is being signed for the the next division up for Tamworth, which, which is great to see. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I don't really know loads about Slough myself either, um, but they are very much a club that's sort of on an upward trend as well. They've got a fairly new, newly developed ground. Uh, you know, they they came up into the South a couple of years ago. Um 
So the fact that obviously people like this want to come to us because he could quite easily have gone to, well, I mean, you look at Maidstone, they're doing well. They could go up, they could quite have easily have gone to a team like that or a team around that area that's already in the national. Uh, so the fact that he's wanted to go to Tamworth, it tells you two things really. Peaks is really good. Well, it tells you a number of things. But Peaks is obviously really good at getting players in and getting people to buy into the way that he wants to play and his and his vision that he's got a good reputation and then for the club it also shows that you know we're a fairly decent well we're a big club as far as I'm concerned that, that we we're, we're a big club that is doing things and that people want to come and play for Tamworth did have a little look at um, Sundiri's YouTube highlights which you know <laughs> not always necessarily the best representation of a player but I really like what I saw he looks like a player loves to tackle um, they scored a couple of goals this season and um, one of them was a really really good long range effort as well so if he's got a good shot on him that's that's a good thing to have in his locker as a midfielder um, and his profile on the Slough Town website describes him as uh, a player who can go in midfield or can play at fullback as well so if if he's got all this you know variety to his game he, he can play a couple of positions this could be not only like a, you know, potentially a jealous replacement, which, you know, you, on the face of it, you put two and two together, it looks like he might sort of slot in and do a similar role to jealous, but um, just be a good member of the squad. Say if, if there's ever really bad injuries at, at the fullback positions, you've got a guy there who, who seemingly can do do it as well. Yeah, I mean, the more positions that he can play, the better. Uh, I think the other good thing as well is that he's that little bit older as well. Like, he's, in, he's not a young lad, still playing, he's still trying to find his way and play his trade up or whatever. You know, I think he's, I think he's around twenty-seven, so he's, you know, he's coming into, he's coming into his prime now. So, he, you know, he's got the experience and he's, he'll have the knowledge and the brain of do, knowing what he needs to do. And if he can bring it over what he's been doing at Slough to us, then even better. Do you see him as as a jealous replacement? I, I I know I made the comparison just now. Yeah, I'd say so. And I think the fact that we've made a seven-day approach as well for him, we haven't gone out and rushed and just got anybody. Because I'm sure there was plenty of people who could have just gone out and picked. You know, we could have gone back down to the uh, Southern League and said, oh, we'll go for this player, this player. You know what I mean? It was just gone bust. There'll be players around there that will be floating around not really doing a lot you know there'll be people out there who would have been more than interested again playing for Peaks playing for Tamworth um, and it's probably better as well that we haven't gone out and got a loan signing as well who ain't really going to have any real intent just there to get a bit of game time especially this side of the season now you know we're already in February you get a loan E player now um, <clears throat> you know there's what two months left of the season how much are they really going to connect with the club and the fans so I've seen a lot of people on social media saying that they want that we should be asking for Chris Ray back. I, I don't really think we should. I think one, if the club wanted him to stay longer, they'd have made more of a fist off keeping him. Um, and I just think it's the wrong time of the year now to be getting players in on loan. Not players like that anyway. We really. need to be getting players who we've got an option of keeping for next season, who will improve or build into next season or we need to be getting in players like Sundiri who have got something to offer now and we'll just 
help us progress to the next level. But I don't, I don't think any low knees really is, is the right thing to do. So I'm glad we've done this. And yeah, we've taken a team's, another team's key player from them. So that's got to be a good thing. Nice to have the continuity, whatever happens at the end of the season. If you can have the, you know, the same core group of players together come the start of 24-25 season, that's got to be better than getting to the summer and maybe having a few positions where you're not quite sure who's going to be there. Yeah, and I think that's what's held us back in the past before when uh, we were obviously speaking uh, off air about uh, non-contract players and the wages and, and seven-day approaches and releasing people from contracts and this, that and the other. So, uh, absolutely. And I'm sure in his head, as much as he'll probably say, um, he, he's taking one game at a time where he's focused on finishing this season, which obviously, yeah, he will be. But I'm sure in one aspect as well, Peaks now is making signings to think, well, what if next year we do go up? find it hard to imagine if you're a player talking to Tamworth at this point that you're not being sort of sold the idea of, well, look where we are on the table. It probably isn't that prudent a move then to go, oh, well, we're not too sure how this season's going to yeah. end. You're going full guns players aren't you now to, to be ambitious. We're not going to be signing players from... Again, Southern League Central, bottom half of the National League North, um, just in case, just to release them at the end of the season or and then try and make a whole new squad of players from the Football League that have been released over the summer. So there's just no point in doing that. Next up for Tamworth then is Farsley Celtic at home. They are one of these teams who are right in the middle of the National League North and at this point seem unlikely to be getting into the playoff mix, but also probably not going to go down. Um, the reverse game in August was a two-all draw. To, what's your memory like of that one, Brett? Well, that was obviously way back at the start as well, where uh, we didn't really know what way the season was going to go either. I remember actually, because it was the second game of the season, first away game, two-all draw. I remember coming away from that going, that's a, that's, that's a good result. We if, if we're going there and getting results against those are not losing that's a good starting point and oh, I'll be happy if you know we get a couple more of them as we go along um, and I weren't the only person who said that either um, so and now here we are if we come into playing these kind of teams now it's kind of like a look how well we've done look look how far we have come from the start of the season because they would have probably got into that game second game of the season thinking right they've just come up yes they're going to be on a high just lost to Scunthorpe at home. This is the first away game of the season, and um, they, they they would have been looking at us saying, "Right, okay, they, they, this is a team now that we can we can take three points off, cut them down to Sawas, and, and no one's going to be worrying about Tamworth in three months' time." But we just got that result there. Then we went on and beat Boston, and then we just flew from that point onwards. I'm I'm really like loving this this part of the season. Obviously, for for how Tamworth are doing on the pitch, but. It's now at the point where it's the return fixtures of all the teams they played at the very start. It's just quite interesting to see the different fortunes of, of how things have gone. Like you say, you you would have gone into the Farsi game with a totally different mindset, I presume, to how we're thinking of the Saturday game. Yeah, definitely. It's mad, really, how quickly your mindset can change throughout the course of the season. I'm going to presume that we're both on the same page and that we're expecting Samworth to win on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. 
because I, I, aside from the amazing run that Tamworth run, just looking ahead to the rest of February, there are games there against the teams who are currently sixth, seventh, and eighth, which you know Tamworth. There's a you know very reasonable expectation Tamworth can win win those games, but obviously probably going to be a, a bit more difficult. I wonder if Tamworth are going to be looking to to Farsi and maybe thinking this is a really good opportunity to get three points ahead of a, a slightly trickier run on paper in the next few weeks. Yeah, I think the key games in February for us is Farsley on Saturday. We need to win that game, really, and I'm positive that we will. Hereford, because we generally have a good record against Hereford, um, and we've got a good result against them at the Lamb. And then Chorley, because we obviously smashed them at the Lamb, on a Tuesday night. We've got them again on a Tuesday night at home, but since then they have obviously turned their fortunes well around um, and are right up there now. So um, they're the three the three key games, I think, going into Feb. It's predictions time then. A reminder, in our predictions mini-league, you get one point for a correct result and three points for the scoreline exactly correct. For the Alfreton game then, Brett, um, both you and Graham predicted Tamworth wins. The result obviously was that nil-nil draw, so no points for either of you. Graham is currently top of the predictions table on 16 points. Brett, you are just two points behind, so all to play for at the moment. No Graham on this week's episode, but so keen is he to maintain his lead in the predictions table. He has sent us his thoughts ahead of Farsley and his scoreline prediction. I think it's a very winnable game for us. Um Farsley pretty good on the road. Um, when you look at the form table, um, they have better form away than than they do at home. Uh, but yeah, really, for me, a, win- a winnable game uh, for us. Uh, we you know we can go into it you know full of confidence. Um, hopefully, we've we've got a few of the, the players that have been injured and picking up knocks and being ill over the. The last couple of weeks are, you know, are going to be coming back into that into that game, and we've got we've got plenty of options. Um, and obviously, we've got we've got the new sign in, who's hopefully going to be available, and go straight into that mix and give us a you know a new a new energy in that midfield. Which I think, you know, we 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 both said it last week on, on the podcast. We felt that that's an area that you know, obviously, we are losing that that big energy from. From Jamie Jellison, it's not a one-man team, but it's it's great to have somebody that can do that kind of similar job. Um, and and if this chap that we're getting from from Slough is is that, then that's absolutely fantastic, and it's an added bonus that we can get someone in so quickly, and we can just keep on pushing on to you know from, from where we are. Um, so yeah, I I think this is a you know this is a so every game's tough, but you know we 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 go into this full of confidence, um, and we're back at the Lamb, and it's a it's a good opportunity just to get three points on the board. Um, we had quite a tough game at their place earlier on in the season, two all. Um, so there are no mugs, um, and well, you know we've got to be aware of that. We've got to be on our metal. They, you know, they've had a few surprising results this season. I thought they would be. Um, right at the bottom if I'm perfectly honest um, and I think the bookies probably put them 
put them somewhere down there as well, probably in a similar place to where we were expected to be. Um, but you know, uh, I can't imagine they'll bring many fans either. They don't. They don't. They don't get many that go that go there. Um, it's funny when I watched the uh, or saw the that Scunthorpe took huge amount of fans there uh, at Christmas, um, and uh, it was quite funny uh, seeing seeing the, their their ground like that. Um, but yeah, I think we we go into it confidently, and uh, I mean that we can, we can pick up a a really good result. Um, my prediction is uh, is going to be Tamworth to Farsley uh, Celtic nil. So yeah, feeling fairly confident about it. Um, I think another clean sheet at home, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to looking forward to this game. What are you going for then, Brett? Scoreline wise in Farsley at home, three 0 to Tamworth. We're at home. Um, got a new player. Um, well, the crowd on our side. We've got a great record at home. Why not? We've got no reason not to. You know, not to give them a good idea. Beat Scunthorpe, drew Valfram, which is as good as a win given the circumstances. Uh, I know we've not got Creamy, um, providing the players are back. Um, new play coming in. So it's something a little bit different as well. That, that as far as he probably won't be expecting. I just, I, I don't think that they'll be able to live with us. Does feel like Tamworth are, are overdue a, a sort of thrashing of another team? Been been a few weeks, I think, because of the Warrington 3-0, wasn't there, in, in January, and then been a slightly tighter games since then. Would would be nice to get a good uh, good big win. Yeah, would yeah, blow the cobwebs away. Um, just again, just keep the engine ticking over. That's all it's about now. Keeping it going. Win these Carnegie games and then not lose the games like Alfred. That's all for this episode of the Tamworth FC Social Podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on social media at TFC Social Pod. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do give the podcast a follow and leave us a rating and a review wherever you are listening. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you.